out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other does make sense. Hi everyone. Today I speak with my friend David. I met David a few years ago, but reconnected with him last year when he opened his tattoo studio, David Inc., in Somerset West. He is a gentle soul who made the experience of a first tattoo a good and lasting memory. I was interested to hear what makes him tick. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There is also a 24-day coaching and counseling program available based on The First Layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. This is David's spiritual journey. Sit back and enjoy. David, good afternoon. How are you doing? Good afternoon to you, sir. <laughs> good, thank you. <laughs> very... Thanks for uh, having me. Sure. Welcome to Meet Me in the Field. We are very chuffed to have you here as well on this cold and rainy Friday afternoon in Cape Town. Oh, Tootsie's cold, but... Uh, <laughs> well, you walk on. in with quite a thick jacket. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got a heater on underneath the desk, so that's where the heat's coming from. It's no wonder I'm getting hot. Yes, here. exactly. No, it's not me. <laughs> Listen, are you a Cape Townian? Uh, no. <clears throat> not? I am a middle... Middles, uh, I've been, I was born in Middleburg, so that was central part, but most of my life till seven, seven, eight, I would say a banana boy, so Natal side. That was the growing up. Um, Middleburg, yeah, still, yeah, that was the up north central, okay. not not the Eastern Cape Middleburg. Okay. So um, yeah, and then did a bit of uh, I think about four years in the low felt. On the, lived on the Plas. Oh, the, wow, where? That is in White River. Oh, be, lovely. Very nice little spot. Why did you leave? Why would one want to leave White River? Oh, well, uh, that was time I needed to get out the house. Mom didn't, uh, my mother didn't kick me out. I, <laughs> I wanted to go out. Okay. So by the time I finished my trick uh, at Low Felt High, I decided, right, this is it. I need to get cracking. And so I moved on to Johannesburg. And yeah, that was it. So you moved to the Grootstad. Grootstad, mm. but it was fantastic. And were you I seduced by her chance. immediately? <laughs> were you seduced by her immediately? Yeah, no, quick sticks. It was by a Johanna. <laughs> very, very much so. That was a, that was a total different city. Um, it's changed a lot, but I learned a, a hell of a lot. That was actually one of the good turning points um, like it as a young adult and getting out because that you know you le- you're at school everything's fine you're in the little nest and that but I felt the need of getting out as soon as possible hitting Joburg but then Joburg obviously was another whole kettle of fish and that uh, yeah it was just my life started quite drastically from there where in Joburg did you end up in? Joey's was Randburg okay. in particular and Belair, Bel Air, Johannesburg. You, yeah, you know, I grew up in Johannesburg. I've never heard of Bel Air. Where else ba- that? Bel Air's in. It's close to Northgate. The, okay. The, oh yeah. Uh, what was the mall? I forget the mall's name. Um, mall of Africa. The or? dome. It was. Okay. It was to the right side of the dome. There was a. 
all those things came up after I left Joburg, so I don't even um, know those places. Yeah. So what year are we talking about? We're talking uh, 2000. Oh God, yes. By that time I was long gone. 99 and 2000, 2001. Okay. Yeah. How old are you now? I'm 38. 38, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're much younger than I am. So. <laughs> no, man, you're not that much. old. I'm 40. No, I'm sorry. Fuck. See, I need to lie on E. I'm 52. No way, you don't yeah? look like it at all. 52 fucking years old. I tell you, yes. well, looking after yourself. <laughs> Start of the sun. Get, well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. Or use a shitload of sunblock. Mm. Mm. So, where in, in KZN were you? KZN, she's uh, all over. It was my mother and I with the boys, uh, my two other brothers. We, It was sporadic from as far as up north as not hectically far, but uh, La Lucia. Okay. And then all the way down to uh, Warner Beach, Mabs and Toti. And then oh, lovely. literally sort of started <laughs> lining up the little towns and, uh, and areas. Uh, northwards uh, and then finally ending up in uh, Glenwood I went to Glenwood Boys High until standard 7 and that was when uh, my old lady said to me right come pack your things uh, Opa has spoken uh, <laughs> and he would like to get the family together on the farm so we had an op- a fantastic opportunity in breaking out of uh, sort of the cityscape the it was a very good time, I think, with my mother and for me as well. Uh, it was a huge change that we, I think, needed, well-deserved. And we managed to have a fantastic little spot on the farm, which is uh, the family farm. So it was getting back in touch with the, all, all the cousins and the oh, aunts wow. and the uncles, which was, it's very important. You yeah. And that, that um, I'm very... Uh, uh, I'm very thankful for having because we've a lot of great things came and were spawned from hanging out with the family members. Now, obviously, the times such as life, you change and you don't ever get to actually spend yeah. time with them anymore. So I that mean, was the farm. Mm, yeah, it was great. I met at my father's memorial service last week. I met a cousin whom I haven't seen for 39 years. Oh, it's just that's just how life happens. Yeah. They in Joburg, I'm down here. The times that I go up to Joburg, I see the direct family and some friends and you just never get to the kind of extended. Mm. So it's really an important thing to actually connect with. That's it. You have a phase in your life where you can connect. And when you do connect, it's like when you see them again after such a long time, in your case particular, it feels like you've just seen them yesterday. That's what's nice about connections with with, with upholding upholding their relationship. Absolutely. It's tough, it's life. So, did you grow up religiously? Um, trying to. I think I was, uh, we're a bit, I think we're, I wouldn't say forced, but that was traditionally, that was the way to go through my father's side and his family. Uh, my mother was uh, liberal, not in the liberal sense, but just more free-spirited. Okay. Free-willed. If that's your decision, she was uh, extremely... Um, I think easygoing, and which I'm very appreciative of because she never held me back or held me down. She just said, "Make sure that uh, think about what you're doing, and but you know, get the logic in, uh, into play. So you know what you're doing. Don't go in there blind. Know what you're getting into, type of thing. But to don't get anybody pre- pregnant. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. 
That's such a <laughs> That's always the biggest fear. <laughs> oh my goodness. No. But um yeah, so it just um it was to answer your question, religious, I would say no. When I was much younger, uh, before Natal days, yes, then okay. I would be we'd be as a family. But when the family split up, uh, and it was just it was my mother, and my brothers, and myself uh, in Natal side, no. Okay. Um, we, as long as we there was respect and. Uh, love within the family and the we knew our place automatically we were never told or directed by uh, the folks uh, be it my father or my mother um, we were yeah you know, I think we we're very lucky in that sort of way have, have had that type of mindset try things out or whatever but don't get absorbed into it okay you know, give it a chance yeah I'm very, I'm lucky for that. Awesome. Yeah. Did you surf in Natal, in KZN? KZN, uh, no, I actually bodyboarded. Uh, okay. At school, we had a, fortunate enough to have a bodyboarding um, class. Oh, wow. So we could actually get out on Fridays. Come Friday afternoon, our class would be dedicated like two, three hours. Oh, Hit wow. the beach and we go as a, as a crowd with the school bus. Hit the beach and uh, have a session, come back. That was great. It was really, it was phenomenal. But I did, I started surfing. I tried uh, for the first time in uh, here when I actually moved to uh, Gordon's Bay. Okay. So that's just. And you say I tried, but what what does that mean? I was getting there. Okay. I was getting there, standing all the time. Is it difficult? It's it's tricky, but if you have a sense of certain sense of balance and you can just uh, yeah, just work at it like anything else. Just practice time and time, put the time in, uh, you'll get there. But we're not talking proper surfing; just literally having fun. Okay. Having fun, but. Uh, and are you a good time. swimmer? Swimmer, I could say up now. Obviously, I'm not. I'm unfit. Big time, um, but I can swim. Yes, I've, okay. I've made sure I've been quite sporty as a as a kid. I must okay. admit, yeah, very very. Tough. I grew up with a fear for water, so the idea of of, 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 of I hate the sea. Yeah. I hate being in the sea. The depth. I don't like the sand. I don't like the color, the feel, the OC, texture. My OCD means Please. I don't like the sand. My fear of water means I don't like the seas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, so I shouldn't exactly be living where I where I live. But you must have grown up from what I hear from the farm days. It must have been a beautiful connection with nature. Very much so. Nature was nature was top top of the list there because I think it was when you're when you're light here when you're young. I mean, standard seven, so that's fourteen years old. You're experimenting and trying and goofing around and. Getting bicycles, taking tubes, and hitting the river, but definitely nature. Nature was a big part. I think if it wasn't for the farm, sort sort of grounding me in a in a way, as a youngster, I think. Yeah, it's it's. Okay, I'm trying to find the words for it, but, uh, the sheer the feeling and the sense you get off of nature, the space, the freedom, the, the whole idea, uh, the birds, everything about mm. it, the smells, it's so contradictory, uh, not contradictory, it's, it's bipolar to that of the city life. Yeah. So I was 
yeah, to experience that, I uh, had a bit of farm life at another stage of my life, which was about two years solid when I came back from overseas. I did a stint of overseas for probably around uh, nine years. Okay. So. Where were you? And then uh, I ended up uh, after Johannesburg. I got hot full. I got totally uh, irritated with the fact of the quality of life and everything else so and I needed to get out. I'm going to interrupt you there quickly. In Joburg, you, I heard IT being mentioned. IT, that was, okay. well, re- at the time, uh, we were talking late, late night, IT is the biggest, it was the biggest thing Absolutely, to get into. Yeah. So all of us were sort of uh, sheep or herded, <laughs> herded into this wonderful sort of so-called uh, job role. Anyway, and... I got I did customer relations for for Siemens, uh, business services and whole lot insurance. So extremely corporate, taking 150 calls a day, dealing with customers, oh customers, cust- and customer relations. Yeah. So that was a, another also an aspect, sort of a feather in the cap. Uh, f- for uh, sort of all my skill set of what how I'm looking at it now. Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have been able to actually have a sort of the maturity or the understanding or the comprehension of dealing with a, a another person, a human mm. being or client. So customer relations was very important. But I got out. I left for overseas. Phoned the, I phoned phoned my mother. I said, "Listen, I need to get out. Do the two-year stint, which was in the nineties again, early two thousands. It was the thing to do. Absolutely. You Everybody needed to go and do that little working holiday thing, mm. go and experience the world and see the, and do the whole thing. And I did. Uh, All your lucky bastards. I was too old to do that. Really? It, it, uh, it wasn't. It didn't exist uh, it when was I was there. That was the time. Yeah. No, we were still kind of persona non grata. No, no, no Dutch South Africa. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you missed out. Yeah, I still did military. I, I, had my, I had my two years you, in the military. Did you do? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Now that's something, believe it or not, I would have loved to have done. Are you serious? Really, uh, honest, honestly, I would have. Loved, there's something very, very special. Again, back in that that time, there was proper discipline. Things that happen. It's just the flavour of working, having that sense of um, sort of working with a team. Yeah. Um, not relying on yourself nowadays, because it's. Totally a contrast now. Everyone thinks they can do everything on their own now, and they don't realize that you can work better with with people as well in certain circumstances. Very true. I, I must be honest. Is I still have friends today. Actually, one of my best friends, two of my best friends, I meet in the army. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, it was a, friends a, for a life. wonderful, yeah, a very wonderful place. Um, I, I love the army. That's why I came out of the closet. So many men, so little time. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, good timing as well. I mean, uh, things happen for a reason. I'm a big believer in that. But uh, the things that you do, you'd never know what you, why you're doing it or yeah. how you're doing it. But I tell you, if it wasn't for that experience, you wouldn't know better. That's very true. So, that so for you, for your time, I can, yes, that's commendable. Yeah, I loved it. Do it, do it ASAP. Do it. So, did you le- end up in London? Um, everybody goes. <laughs> I would have, unfortunately, but fortunately, it was a fantastic place to be in because it's a it's a fantastic hub, exciting, busy, huge, happening. cold. No happening. I tell you, you you you're faced with the the world, and that was that was really great to experience. From 
the the clubs, the walking around, the just the little nuances, the little the tiny little experiences, uh, not the big ones. Yeah, that was a bit of London. What did you do in London? London was a whole change. I I tried to get, stay within the IT. It didn't work out too much. Just totally getting irritated with not being uh, that fulfillment. Coming back to what we were talking about uh, earlier, it was that fulfillment needing to seek something else. There's certain things, jobs, whatever, that are handed to you and that you just automatically or sometimes by luck fall into or get into. They teach you a couple of things, but you're not feeling it. You don't. There's no purpose. So I just jumped, hop from it was a bar backing bomb and back into customer relations, IT, then doing a QVC channel, the the shopping channel. Yeah. Worked with the shopping channel, did security. I got into bodyguarding in Wales thereafter. That didn't pan out because that was just again too different and just not me it was da- dangerous too yes you get paid because remember in that time you want to do something exciting and make the money and enjoy and travel because you know mid to late 20s so so that's yeah it's mid to yeah no. mid 20s later now it's now there's a little sort of a fire under my bum that uh, there's this like i don't know sort of an inner passion just to start finding something but again nothing I had an absolute party I never really traveled which is uh, I do uh, regret even though I don't really regret things that I've done in my life but something I'm sad about that I didn't really make the effort to travel I spent it on booze alcohol drugs everything just got into that into the party scene had so many South Africans <laughs> have that experience when they arrive in London because suddenly the world is just there no everything's just it. there it's incredible yeah. it's what a, was the drug of choice those days it's like um, shucks uh, for me personally it was it was coke and uh, and pills okay um, so pills were still in the 2000s yes. they were still big in London yeah cool. but I never got into it out of the <laughs> the peer pressure that people sometimes go through with meeting certain people. Yeah. The where it actually came from the first time around, even from the farm, Johannesburg, my growing up, I was a very inquisitive little boy, very inquisitive mind. I knew what I wanted to try, and I told my, I said to myself, "You're going to be going overseas, doing whatever the case. Even in Joburg, you could try a bit of weed or whatever. Experiment." experiment and live so because you can live to tell the tale and know what it's like yeah i don't want to be a bullshitter i want to be able to have that experience and that was simply that and with having that sort of attitude and also being quite a free a free spirit and liberal in many ways easy going i thought that's it let me try it and so i tried and i progressed and it sort of peaked then it dropped it totally out of my life the, the, the drinking and everything <laughs> through wonderful relationship ended up in Finland I was I got married changed my whole life that side how um, the hell did you end up in Finland I met a wonderful lady a Finnish lady yeah at a club King's Cross in London it was New Year's and I uh, got to got to know her it took about I would say seven eight months of chatting back and forth writing letters and phone calls and I love that, the way, sorry, before we, we forget that this is audio, but I hardly ever see anybody 
making the writing letter sign as in writing letter. Everybody typing. Oh, yes, well, yeah. the typing. Yeah, the no, we were, it was writing. Were they still, still writing? Yeah, it was the, it was this, the little uh, helpless romantic <laughs> under, underneath one of the little onion layers. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah, they came out, uh, had a great, great time, um, ended up with her after a visit, a short visit, and just decided she came uh, back for a holiday, met the folks, we had a great time, uh, and then ended up staying in Finland, we organized, uh, we got married as, as soon as we could, because, uh, well, we just knew what we wanted, and... Yeah, so that was a good solid five, six years. Okay. And, and where in Finland were you? In a city called Oulu. Okay. That's the northwest side of Finland. It's right in the corner of the Baltic Sea, but just, it's, I mean, you're about How an hour. How cold was it there? It was, <laughs> it was chilly, eh? <laughs> chilly. <laughs> Understatement of the year. Very much so, yeah. Jakob did his PhD in Finland. Oh, really? Yeah, he was in... Tampere, either Tampere no, or... How did you know that? Yeah, Tampere, Tampere. Yeah, yeah. Tampere University, yeah. That, no, renowned university, that at Helsinki. No, the guys, the boykies, they clued up. It's yeah. fantastic. So he spent eight years there. Sure, we... So he, did he learn the language? Yes. Good But for he him. found it very, very difficult, so he learned Swedish first, oh, and word. then he did the switch over from Swedish to, to, to Finnish. Sure, sure. But he's a mathematician, so he says language is a formula. Once you get the formula, the the vocabulary is just detail that you fill in. So you struggle to find the formula for Finnish. Maybe if you go into teaching yeah. linguistics or something too, because <laughs> if you can get that out, yeah. that's something to think about. Good for him. And did you so happy get to learn Finnish? Or was I it did. Just, okay. I did. I did. I was for, well, you were forced uh, because obviously if you're living and working and you yeah. want to make a life, uh, you have to know the language and you have to comprehend, read, write. All of that jazz. Okay. So I did three years of school, back and forth, working in between construction, doing art, or going back to the creativity. And that was the outlet. But so being a South African, used to the sun, the plot, it's a very different life. Yeah. It took the toll, but uh, I needed to, find, again, not finding, so while getting uh, sort of my language under control, I couldn't find work. Uh, it was pretty much, I had a little art studio in the center of Olu, up on the fourth floor. Fantastic little spot where I could do commissions. Uh, that lasted for about a year. That was great. I really had a fantastic time. And then, again, then that little fire started coming again. I, was, I wasn't being fulfilled, that type of thing. And um, long story short, uh, my brother, he is, uh, he's a the owner and director of MDOT Creative uh, Advertising Studio. And he he was the one that said, Dave, listen, what's happening? Won't you be interested in going back into IT or the sort of the, the design aspect? So I said, okay, well, not IT. Go, let's go the creative path because I've always, the family, my mother, my aunt, they've been artists. It's been running through the family took a couple of months, ended up deciding uh, to come back to South Africa to, to fill, uh, finish the studies. It was only because they didn't have the uh, the actual design, how would you say, the, the studies okay. available. They had an IT, but not in design. And okay. At my level, with the understanding of the tech, I even tried to get into uh, some other 
technical uh, studies, whether it be a, the start of engineering or anything like that, but I couldn't simply do it because of my uh, inability to uh, comprehend the technicality mm. of the language yeah. itself. I can imagine, yeah. So, chalk and cheese. So, I thought, am I going to waste my time or anything like that? So, I thought, that's it. Make a plan and get back to South Africa. And, yeah, I got back, got into design, uh, finished my studies. So, yeah. where did the art start? The art started early. It was watching, um, it was literally taking visual notes off of... Uh, my my mom, who's artistic, and my aunt, who's an artist. Uh, so like at school artist. already. School already young, just okay. drawing, being totally totally infatuated with the whole drawing, uh, and it, just evolving, staying, sticking with art at school, and doing as best as I. I mean, yes, I, out of all the subjects I did, I, uh, I, it was art was the number one. Okay, you know, it was a so-called distinction. But oh. when it came to all the others, unfortunately <laughs> not. No. But the art, yes, I've been there. Okay, so it's always been... Always been there. That okay. was the outlet, yeah. So you've, from, from what I can gather, and from what I, I, when I met you as well, I always got the feeling that there's a, what can I call it? A search, a deep, inquisitive insight into life because mm. I met you last year about this stuff yes I would did. say when, when you opened your, your studio but we met each other before that oh yes you're right that's yes. uh, that's a uh, I'm putting it I don't know where how many years back but it's been probably about four or five years okay. before that I still remember meeting you I think it was at NA yeah was it Sea point Saturday afternoons. This, that guaranteed. I mean, I'm sure because when I met you, the when I met you at the studio, yeah. when you came to the, my boutique, the I, I was like, I knew, I know this guy, <laughs> I know this guy, and immediately I felt connected with you. Um, and the studio that you're talking about for people who don't know by now is a tattoo studio. Yes, because you are now a tattoo artist. Yes, yay! <laughs> are you enjoying it? Oh, loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it. I'd, uh, I was, I was telling my mother earlier, it's, 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 it's so passionate, it's, it's unbelievable to think how, how things have changed, the life has changed, just through awesome opportunities and obviously hard work and whatever circumstances, but to be able to get to the point of doing the art and having the creativity and finally owning my own business, it's the pressure's there, no doubt. But I tell you, I'm, I'm happy, more more happier than a pig in poo. <laughs> pig in shit. <laughs> shit. We are allowed to swear, by the way. We, yes. are, we are explicit. <laughs> when, when, when Yaku set this up okay. on, 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 on iTunes, he said to me, um, are you going to swear? I said, of course I'm going to swear. Okay, then we have to mark it as explicit or they throw it's you explicit. off. It's that's yeah. a stress relief so, for everything. I mean, that's um, what I say to the clients. If you're going to swear, swear. If, you're, if that needle's hurting you, do it. <laughs> that's what I said to my mother when I was in Johannesburg now. She cracked me out because I was swearing. I said, well, research has proven that people who swear live longer than people who don't swear. Yeah, really? Yeah, sure. so when she cracked me out the next time for swearing, I said to her, okay, why don't you just tell me you don't want me to live long? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> throw, throw, throw that, throw that one at her. Uh-huh. So I am definitely swearing because I want, I want to live long. Yeah. So how did the jump happen from advertising design to tattooing? The tattooing. 
that was uh, how would I say again that little sense of uh, uh, searching <laughs> yes. that little flame of yeah it's just like that but people are like that by nature they, if if it, we get bored as humans so quickly and I'm one of those we've it's, if you're not fulfilled you're gonna start seeking or whatever the case so it was simply that I wasn't being fulfilled at the the corporate level in enjoying a lot of the sort of the the first or two years of it and getting out and letting the the system tell you and try and manipulate you and say no it's a fantastic job you're going to be creative and this and that and then it actually turns out to be totally the opposite corporate life you're working 14 16 hours a day it's the stress it's a i wasn't that type of person mm. i could i cannot ca- handle myself under that type of stress so it was simply uh, through the grind getting to a point of saying right i need to do something and it the actual idea came from my oldest brother justin He's inked. He's got a sleeve of ink in here. He's a, a rebel, <laughs> but a wonderful free spirit of a man. And he he said to me, but you're always drawing. You're always designing. You're always doing something this. You're painting for people. You're doing a commission here and there with your art, uh, blah, 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 all of that. So why don't you, have you ever considered tattooing? So I said to her, no, no, I actually haven't, but that, first and foremost, that was too much responsibility to actually take, because that's, that's no messing around. You can't, you've, you've got one chance to draw, it's not like a pencil, I can't draw it out. So, <laughs> I'm going to quickly interrupt you there, to the listeners, before we started the recording. I said to Dave that what I find interesting about the two artists is, I find this sense of, of serious intensity. And he pointed out that he thinks that the, the reason why is you need to take it seriously because you can't rub it out. Yeah, <laughs> you you can't make a mistake. And that makes perfect sense. It's like a, 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 a colleague, a work colleague said, I was overhearing him talk to, talking to a client. He said, one thing you don't ever want to hear from your tattoo artist is, oops, yeah. <laughs> or, oh, shucks, yeah. oh, shit. Okay, um, or, um. Um, <laughs> have, have dangerous. Have you seen the, the, the these failed tattoos of the spelling errors and things? Oh my god, no, it's so no regrets. Oh the, my the, god, the matching guys. If anyone's listening, just a little personal advice: don't get matching tattoos. The as in the the partner tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Think of symbols and all of that wonderful things, but no. And when people come to you with Chinese symbols. I mean, do you? Do it's almost a no-no for me. Okay, because apparently, so many Chinese symbols on people's bodies actually don't, don't say what they think they they say. Yeah, correct. Well, I would give them the benefit of the doubt <laughs> if they were sober at the time and they did a little bit of research. I think nine times out of ten, you'd they'd be lucky to get it. But again, it's a different language. You got no one. We're not linguistic experts here. We're gonna take. <laughs> Go onto internet, search it, and maybe sometimes it it's a, it works out or it doesn't. I mean, you don't want to be walking around with I'm a dickhead written <laughs> down written down the middle of your back or on the side of your arm or meaning whatever. But 
Yeah, so there's a couple of styles that I, I, I stay away from doing. I only do it in particular, to, for going back to the Chinese uh, symbol or the writing, I'll do it for if, it's, if, it, if you're actually Asian. Okay. If you're Chinese, whatever, because then they've got that reference, it comes from the family, it's cultural. Yeah. But it also stems back to uh, respect of the culture and the, the skin. Because first and foremost, respect of the skin is a huge deal for in, in our industry. Well, I'm ta I take it seriously, very seriously, because you've got, it's, it's, a, it's an enormous load of responsibility for me as an artist and as well as for the client. Obviously, they want a picture or whatever, but you need to fulfill the responsibility, the duty, yeah. getting it out right. First time, <laughs> no regrets. So I, I remember when I discussed my design with you, and um, that was fun. I got we, irritated. We had two different views. Yeah. yeah, but but I got irritated because I said to you, "This is fine." And you kept on kind of, maybe we should do, maybe we should. I, I told you three designs ago, mm. this is fine. But you, you kept on being creative. And eventually we did end up with, 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 with a design far away from the one that I said was fine in the beginning. Mm. So I'm very grateful mm. that, that you pushed because you looked at things differently than I would ever have looked at. The trick was to, I hope I didn't force the design Not at all. You, but it was, it's always trying to give the, the, the person the the option because if you got we're not talking about 10 15 options that we actually get to a point you can't decide yeah but it's it's showing and allowing the other person to see it from a different perspective or something like that it's just optional but show them to the extent that you can actually yeah. get to it really but, does make a difference but you also did what was things that i never took in con in consideration was kind of balance because you looked at the circles, the, the, the two circles aligning and, and how the pictures inside the circles were going to, to match up. And match so that, up those and are things I never thought of. Differentiate, which, which, yeah. Which you definitely took into consideration. Do you have tattoos? I actually do. Uh, shucks, I've been asked this so many times. I need to, because the normally I tattoo say, artists are like in covered. And, covered, yeah. And I've never seen... Uh, a colleague, also another a colleague of of mine that I that I worked with in the past, he's like, dude, are you uh, where's your tattoos? Are you are you you and you're tattooing? But where's your? Yeah. He couldn't believe me. I had to show him, <laughs> but I, I do have two tattoos. They are large. It's on my right arm, so I've got a half a half sleeve to to chest, and um, a huge uh, sort of, a huge tattoo on my leg. It's my right thigh so that's also very personal customized everything else that did you a, design them yeah that both of them very picky very anal <laughs> <laughs> about that uh, but totally different in the sense that it needed to be my style uh, because the, the reason why it came out from there was um, getting back to this cultural we're talking about the the Chinese yeah. symbols and that so the Africans are multicultural so you've you've got everyone in between but the, it, some come from tribes and everything else but for us caucasians we uh, even though we probably come from a tribe back in the day it's not really we don't have a, a, some other calling as to, like of the, of which of um how do i say polynesian or maori or yeah. anything like that as far and we're talking about a tribal sense here and a style 
So I, I had, uh, I needed to find, I needed to find a certain style to, to do it. I didn't want something that was looking like Maori, Polynesian or anything like that. Something totally original, but something that was, that could be used in a similar sense. Okay. For people like ourselves, if you are, the way I feel about it, if you are Chinese and or you can get a Chinese tattoo in that because it's all culturally, yeah. it's respect and that's who you are. If you marry, you're entitled to a married tattoo. It's traditional. You you get vetted by the community. It's a it's a spiritual thing. Yeah. It is extremely spiritual because you love your spirit and it's part of the physical world too. So you can't. I could not get any of these tribal designs, even if it's old school, the old school design. So if I think of um, Jade Small was one of the first uh, sort of celebs and superstars in South Africa that ended up having tribals over him and being a rugby player and everything else. That was a great tribal, but that was, that wasn't, that didn't feel like the new modern day tribal, which I needed to sort of create. So long story short, I thought scrap everything, utilize the shapes because in every every single design or, or anything that we have in our existing world, man-made or not, it come there is a shape, a fundamental shape. So it be it a circle, square, uh, or a sphere, a cube, uh, a triangle, hexagon, whatever the case. So I utilized those shapes and concocted those all together with certain length or width that type of thing uh, and came up with this design my own travel style and I ended up designing it and getting it tattooed on me which in inevitably was meant to be my spirit guide so by that time I already had met and through uh, uh, sort of through particular friends that have helped uh, sort of uh, sculpt my sort of fundamental thoughts or thinking the way the way I think uh, and as far as spiritually that it had a huge impact so that all f funneled and went right through to the thought of the design creating of it and then ended up tattooing it on and it was a success it was it was awesome so that was that's the baby I have on my right um, and then the flowers I've got is a birth of my birth flowers for my family and myself. It's also in the same sort of style, but within it, it's within the window of the tribal uh, design is a more uh, sort of sop, soft floral okay. design. And that's it for now. Um, yeah. And who do you decide okay. who's going to do it for you? Who do you trust to do it for you? Uh, it's tricky. There's a there are amazing artists out there um, in South Africa, even more so overseas. Uh, only in particular because they've got more experience, and uh, South Africans are more conservative, unfortunately. But there would be two guys, uh, two people that would I would uh, get tattooed by. Um, everyone's everyone's has their own. So you, so you knew you who, you, who you would want to do it for you. But you start with a bit of research. You okay. you look at the portfolio and you you feel the person out. You see the 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 hygiene of it. Yeah. Does but everything? Is everything legit? How hygiene obsessed you were when I was there. It was kind of. 
It was, yeah, it's a little bit. After, afterwards, I thought, oh, I suppose it, that's needed, but I, it, it, I never thought about it before. It was. If you think, if you think about the act, the whole tattooing aspect, it's more of a demands a very clean space. Yes. It very, it does. You're dealing with pathogens and blood and yeah. splatters of blood and with air mixed in between and pockets that little that you don't that you do not see. Yeah. So it's things like that you've got to be aware of and and obviously keep everything clean and have your mask and covered up and stuff. Um, unfortunately, we don't. Uh, the tattoo industry doesn't have a governing body, so we're unregulated, which okay. is a very very big problem in our country. I think, look, I've been tattooing for about five years now. Education needs to come in swiftly as far as getting the people that are destroying the industry, getting them educated and not out, getting them educated so that they can actually be a part of something that is globally well accepted overseas. It's the standards, mm. it's, it's these precautionaries. Um, and people are hurting other people out there so much you can't believe it and there's terrible work going out but that's just because there's it's unregulated yeah. so we're just stuck we're just at a point where we're stuck everyone's it's a it's a sort of a how would you say um wild west out there <laughs> unfortunately is yeah. so the reputation is everything and you just got to work hard keep drawing keep designing and and try and Build up the reputation that you that you can do a, a wonderful job yeah. and, and have awesome. a good client service. So have you ever had a drunk or a high client walked in and said, "I want that too," that you just yes, refused to do it? Yeah, you know, a couple of times. Uh, it's it's normal. I mean, you get you get ideas and you think, right, this is it. I want to get it done as soon as possible. And like some of these guys that uh, all ladies that have and. You simply just got to turn them away. You can't. You, I can't afford to. You can't. There'll always be someone willing to do it, but uh, there's no chance for me. I've, there's too much responsibility. Okay. I can't. Uh, it's but it affects the the blood. You can't tattoo. I mean, it thins your blood. That type okay. of thing. So. So it's dangerous for. It is dangerous. Okay. It's not. It's not worth it. You okay. want. You want your client uh, to be. Uh, I would just say compass mentors. Yeah. Uh, in that. Because, well, hopefully you'll tattoo artist as well. So <laughs> from what I've heard, is there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of people that that actually end up uh, tattooing being high, and oh because they word. get in, they get into a zone. So that I can uh, understand and appreciate, but that's that's playing with fire. Yeah. Um, yeah, hmm. yeah, it is playing with fire. What's the, the longest you've worked on on a tattoo that you've done? Uh, for the day, well, or, in, or in, for in, one in, sitting, in the amount of hours um, on one tattoo. Uh, for one sitting for a day, I think uh, not. I think I started at nine and I ended up at about half eleven, twelve in the evening. Oh my god! So it was a it, it was a definitely a full day session, but we took uh, we did take breaks of about ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Yeah, but um, your concentration must have been fucked. By that stage. No, I, I was totally broken. But uh, yeah, stress and what headaches, was it? all of that type of thing. It was a freehand uh, tree, a skull tree I did on a youngster. Um, and uh, yeah, he sat, uh, he was a machine. He sat, uh, I think it was just the pure, uh, I think, sheer will or excitement of him and getting his sort of first big tattoo. He was willing to sit there. I think 
it also other variables that because he was young, he had a little bit more energy. He could sit. How young? He's seventeen. Okay. So under age, but his parents signed for it. So that that was uh, all good to go, and it came out fantastically. Um, very very proud and happy. It is a half sleeve tree. Um, yeah, shucks, that was great. But a huge learning experience. But is it? Yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> every 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 tattoo is a yeah. different learning experience. And anybody ever asked you to tattoo their private parts? Private parts. Um, I've had one, um, but uh, it was it was a lady. That's all I can say. Um, and. I suggested that we can we should be going higher, not actually closer to there, yeah. which we initially wanted. But I mean, again, d- depending on the, what type of artist you want to be, I'm certainly not one of those artists. Okay. Uh, so there's still a fundamental respect of, because no matter where you're going to go, you, you'll always get it done. If she wanted it done, if she was adamant, she would have yeah. gone somewhere else and got it done. But I'm not too phased with that. I, I try and stay away from doing uh, the genital areas, head, hands, and feet, purely because of 90% of my clients are newbies or fresh. They, they're, they're virgins, so to speak. So um, why would you even go there? It's not. It's not. Yeah. You only you only accept that type of job if clients are have got experience in that, and you ex- they've covered like 50% half yeah. their body. Then it's fine. They know what they're getting into yeah. in that. But again, it's it comes back down to the responsibility. There are loads of fantastic artists out there that say yes to it, and kudos to them. Yeah. That's it's. There's more than enough business to go around. So yeah, but now and again you get a dodgy, <laughs> a dodgy sitting, and you just got to say no. Uh, I don't cool. mind saying no. Yeah, I'm happy to say no rather than yeah. have it have a botched job. Absolutely. Yeah. So. so I also think of there are kind of two schools in the in the tattoo world, and and in my book I, I I've got you in in the one school, so the 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 first school is kind of the tattooist, the guy that puts tattoos on another person, mm-hmm. and then I think of the tattoo artist, the guy that creates art on skin. And I think of the second one nearly as a spiritual act. Mm. So, yeah, and, spiritual and I, and service. Yeah, and I put you in, 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 in the second group. So today, what what is your sense of spirit? The Sure, that's a good... <laughs> oh, I'm rubbing. For those of you that can't see me, I'm rubbing he's my... He's rubbing his... Chin. Yes, I'm he's, like he's very short beard. Uh... Look, spirituality comes into uh, comes into play. It's a big thing with the actual creative uh, process. It's a big part of the the creative process for me. Um, it's a it's like a longing and needing because you're connecting. You have an opportunity to connect with human beings, other human beings, and take something that is close to their heart, that is them, that represents them whatever form and fashion color you are creating opportunity to have a make a do a physical marking and have a sort of a sign or representation on their own body so that just that alone the very thought of it is is exciting because it's not 
it's not stickers it's not a it's not just a pretty picture uh, or like you're drawn on a, a piece of paper or anything like that it's for life and so when you the the sheer joy of seeing projects like that uh, come to life you know the, the initial consultation from beginning uh, where it would start off for, with sizes placement all that type of stuff and then it progresses into this something that both of us don't even know the client and myself what it would turn into and it just turns into this wonderful thing and they look back upon it and say right i'm ready to do it and we do it the actual process is fun it's entertaining and in between again we're connect because we're connecting it doesn't matter who the person is it's it, that's what's so fundamentally yeah. wonderful about all of us we're so different in our entirety so we connect on different levels have a chat all while this other good stuff is happening the the actual uh, tattooing of itself and then before you know it uh fun's over it's now sore <laughs> it's ready to get covered up and we're complete but it looks amazing and we've just both we should be tap you know patting ourselves on the back from small jobs to to large it doesn't it doesn't matter it really doesn't it's it's the process so do i you correctly it, it's as if what i'm hearing is the 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 it's nearly the, the sacredness of the mm. creative process with that with, but also also the the, 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 the purity of the connection mm. that, that you're making with with the person very much and you are leaving your mark mm. <laughs> on the person forever yeah the circle it's, it's, kind, the, of, it's the kind of a weird thought I never thought of that yeah it's uh, it's so you are I, you and I are forever connected. Very much so. It's lovely. <laughs> it's actually quite, quite an interesting concept. It's a wonderful thought, yeah. I mean, back in the days, you'd have your, within the tribes, you'd have the the, the artist that would yeah. tell the story for the tribe and for eons to come. It's forever ingrained yeah. through blood, sweat and tears and that on writings on the wall to rocks to everything and to water skin thousands of years ago. So, yeah, that connection is so important to have. I wouldn't let a artist, even if they're good, I need a connection with someone to be able to open up in that way. Mm. You give your, you give so much physically. You go through the pain. That's why you don't really, you don't get yourself numbed or anything like that. The point of the tattooing is going through that pain, uh, whatever it may be. To some, it's a stimulation. It's a that's why it could be somehow addictive. That's also part of the part yeah. and parcel. But your 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 mind goes through a wonderful thing through adrenaline, the thoughts and fears and everything else. By the time we're talking about people that uh, aren't inked incredibly, one or two little tattoos because it's a huge thing psychologically to go through. I mean, it took me years. If I say huge. years, I mean many many years. It's a huge thing of thinking that I want something done. To eventually thinking what I want done, no. and but you know I, I I arrived with a very vague picture, um, very, yeah, and not really knowing where I want it done, so it it, it it took me a very very long time, many years before I actually walked into a studio and said, okay, I want something, and I think That's I want this, and I think I, I want it there. Yeah. But you just raised a very interesting topic for me, and that is, I once had my nipple pierced. Mm. And it was one of the most horrific experiences of my life. And I just 
figured out why. Why is that? Because the person who stuck a needle through my left nipple made no connection with me. Uh, uh. No, no connection with me at all. And it must have been very sore. It was. Painful. It was fucking sore. I saw white, <laughs> white flashes. But David, the reason was the guy sat me down. So he said, okay, so you want a piercing? I said, yes. He said, where? I said, my left nipple. And he said, okay, take off your shirt. And I was still, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was thinking. And the next minute, there was this... Pa- the pain. The horrific pain. pain. I, would have, I mean, I didn't ex- exactly appreciate foreplay. But <laughs> no, you don't want him tickling your nuts. But, hey, yeah, man. but <laughs> it would have been really nice for him to kind of... No, so where are you from and what made you decide to, well, to, to, to have yeah. the piercing? And I'm now going to disinfect you with alcohol or whatever. And then, okay, this might be so I'm going to push it in now. None of that. Mm. It was just kind of fall. Done. I think I felt violated. Mm. And I, I liked the piercing. I, I liked totally having it. But, but, but had the guy taken a minute of his time, to make some form of connection with me, the experience would have been completely 100%. different. 100%. We're, yeah. we're human beings. We don't, we're, we have thoughts. We've got also uh, everything, emotions, just like that. If we're having a, a shit day or anything like that, you can't, it's your client. Your client, yeah. that again, it, again, it comes down to sort of the attitude, uh, uh, sort of a connection, the attitude and sort of education of services yeah. or pe- people that are within the service industry that, actually don't give a fuck excuse my language they don't give a fuck who who they're doing what they do it's it's the run of the mill i don't have time for you right uh uh, so and so will see you um this i've got five minutes only five minutes come and get it done charge you goodbye yeah i've had service like that as same with tattooing my experience was not the way i imagined it and wanted it to be yeah hence me taking Everything that I sort of feel and believe to be true and sort of right, morally right. Absolutely. And apply that with into the business yeah. and with the people. I'm not telling I'm not telling people out there, come to me because I'm I'm sort of uh, on moral high ground and I've just got a different sense of uh, uh, sort of a different view on how things should be done. But there's no there's no time there's no dedication yeah. there's nothing it's we live in a we're living in a world that people don't yeah. give a stuff about other people they've got no time anyway and that's the Take one the thing i found out. from you was you, you really took the time and yeah. i walked out i felt held mm. i felt held and i felt safe the whole time Jeez, thanks, hence the fact that i showed a friend of mine that the tattoo and a week later i saw a picture on your facebook page i said this looks familiar. Mm. Oh my God, this is Jessica. <laughs> so obviously the connection was very, very quick. And, yeah. and as far as I know, she's as happy as a pig in shit with, with what you did for her. It was beautiful what you've done for her. Thank you. But uh, yeah, you, it's a service. Yeah, um, very much so. But listen, David, anyway. you are Davido Inc. Correct, yes. It's cool. a nickname you, that I have. Do you with. have a webpage or do you have, you, you've got a Facebook page, that I know. I do, uh, unfortunately Where not. Where can people website. find you? So, so that's basically what I'm asking. Uh, you can, you guys, anyone that's willing to look, look out for me can go to um, uh, Facebook and search Davido Inc. D-A-V-I-D-O Inc. I-N-K. And 
uh, on Instagram as well. Okay. So it's uh, also the video ink. The video ink is cool. there because I don't know. I'll put the link probably. from your Facebook page to the the my introduction page yeah. so people or can just link just, on that. Even just find on Google, just type in on Google the video ink. Yeah, I'm trying to push a lot of stuff through uh, Google. Cool. And just keep it rocking, keeping it keeping it real. Yeah. Well, just keep on giving the service that you're giving and being as creative and caring as you are. Cheers. Thank and, you, um, man. It's it will work for you. It was awesome. I really enjoyed this chat. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate <laughs> it. Cool. I really found it interesting while talking to David how the terrible experience of my piercing was amplified in comparison with my positive morning with David when I got my tattoo. David is truly a beautiful soul for whom connection is imperative in life. I thoroughly enjoyed time spent with him and highly recommend him if you want ink. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website which is www.freddy.org.za or find him on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor or on Twitter at at Freddy or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an I-E at the end. I want to thank David for his time and energy in talking to Meet Me in the Field. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.